0: Welcome to Six Pennies Podcast. Tonight we have uh just myself, Albie, and Timmy Chu. How are you, Timmy?
1: Pretty good. You?
0: I think Mock has a party at his house tonight and you weren't invited oh, apparently. I think so. not get the
1: invite? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Plus
0: we we wanted to make sure uh we wanted to make sure we get
1: to record with you. You'll be a MIA for a while, right? Yeah, we're having a baby in uh just a, a few days. Uh, maybe by the time people are listening to this podcast we'll have a little girl already so um yep definitely not gonna be on a podcast for a little bit six pennies uh approves your paternity leave so you're fine nice cool
0: all right so today since it's myself and timmy we're gonna talk nba it's thursday night yeah um the nba all-star starters were just unveiled tonight any surprises in your head in your opinion man to be honest
1: um it's been a weird season for me I, i mean i know i've been Typically, typically the go-to nba guy expert so to say uh, kind of at least on this podcast um and this season i just haven't watched very much nba at all i don't know if it's a, a factor of uh, fatherhood um or just lack of you know streaming services or, or like tv to watch um but yeah i just haven't been a, that into it i mean the rockets are a big problem too i guess we'll talk about that but um, yeah, the All Stars came out. I didn't even know that was happening today. I guess the only big thing that jumped out was probably Trey Young. Um, well, I think I was more surprised yeah. that actually the actually the media voted him pretty highly, right? Because there's it's uh, what is it half fan vote and then twenty five percent players, twenty five percent media. Is that right? Yes, for the starters. But I mean, have you seen the the dude's numbers? Yeah, yeah, but have you seen his the record of the team? they won, like, 10 games.
0: I think the only guard um, who had another, like, legit debate was um, was Kemba, right? right? And he's been hurt.
1: No, I mean, there's no other there's no other good guard in the East. So I think Kemba was, like, a given. Kyrie was the next one on the fan vote, but we knew that he wasn't going to make it because uh, players don't like him and media probably doesn't like him either, right?
0: Yeah, and, I mean, he's been hurt. It's been Spencer's team.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I would have said like maybe a Ben Simmons could sneak in there or something, but um, I, I don't know. Is he classified as a guard?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. I think
1: he is, actually. I he think is, yeah. There. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the list. He's, he was number seven on the list. That's pretty far down there. He's behind Zach Levine. That's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, he was third for media. So. I, like I was saying, I, I don't watch that much anymore um, of the NBA. I do, I do still read about it and consume plenty of media uh, in terms of podcasts and you know watch highlights and stuff. So yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of people talking about him this year.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Ben Simmons, but I would say in the last month or so or a couple of weeks when Joe Embiid broke his finger, he's been hurt. Um, the Sixers have won like four or five in a row. I think they just lost last night, but prior to that, they won four, or five straight games. And Ozak has a Ben Simmons, even though he's only made two threes in his entire life. Um, I gotta give props to him. Um, I thought that, that team would kind of falter a little bit without him. And Josh Richardson's been out too, so um, he's been shouldering the the load. I did want to. I did want to point out. It's funny that this is kind of like a down year for you in terms of NBA fandom because it's such a such a up year for me. Like I am so into it. Um, obviously, LeBron and Lakers, Luca and Mavs. You just have like really, really cool, interesting storylines, and also because I'm just following it from a social media perspective as well. But uh, I'm
1: definitely watching it from from social media and following all the stuff that happens. Um, I think this 100 percent has to do with our home teams and the direction they're trending. Um, you know, the past few years, I've been a lot more into the Rockets as they've been good. And I've, you know, liked the teams, liked the organization, uh, and you with the Mavs, I I know you've always been a Mavs fan, but like, it's harder to be a big fan of the league when, you know, when your team is, is not that great. So, um, I I just feel like we've gone opposite directions as our teams have gotten, uh, less or more likable. I'm sure Mok would disagree, but he's not here. So. There you go. Yeah,
0: and I mean, just the like the the style of play, like the Bavs are just more exciting. And the Rockets, honestly, the Rockets, it's they are exciting. It's just you've seen it for like eight years straight. So no, you, they're not, they're not exciting. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's exciting when a team can drop like fifty and a quarter, you know. But the fact that they've been running this type of offense for five plus years now, I think you guys have James Harden fatigue.
1: Uh, i'll be honest like i i have you know i scroll through instagram and i I watch like the highlights of stuff obviously i follow several different like rockets accounts when they're showing game highlights i i just kind of go right by them um i i don't want to watch any anything that's happening like well i guess like you said it's the same thing over and over again i'm gonna watch harden dribble a bunch of times step back and and get fouled or something and i'll watch westbrook doing the same thing he's always been doing but now in our uniform it's it's unwatchable to me, is, is pretty much where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not fun watching, like, one for 17 from three.
1: Some up- Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of problems with the Rockets. I mean, the, those are, you know, the first two things, I, I think, that are the problems. Um, the two superstars, Harden and Westbrook. Like, uh, obviously, I've I've never been a Westbrook fan. I know Mock loves him, so that probably helps. Um, I've also never been a huge Harden enthusiast. I've always said that he's been good, but... You know, going back a couple of years ago, when um, when he got blocked by Ginobili to, to exit the playoffs when uh, wow. when Kawhi was out, like I was ready to make some sort of trade or do something. But yeah, those are problems. But there's like many other problems too. There's our owner is is a big issue. I, I just don't think he's a good owner. I think he's too in the weeds with everything. Like probably telling Maury he needed to a tra- make a make a trade for Westbrook. I, I don't like that. I don't like the whining thing. Um, you know, how they released like a report about officiating uh, last year during the Warriors series. Like that's, that's terrible. And then the China thing, like Maury um, borderline, uh, almost getting, getting kicked out and really just mori I mean, his, his timeline is, is getting close to expiring. I don't think anybody wants to trade with him because I think he just lowballs everyone. And, and everyone knows that um, he has that track record of always getting good trades. So it's like, I don't know, all these things combined really, really hurt the Rockets.
0: Yeah, on that on that very last point, I really don't understand why it's taken the league 10 years to not trade with Morey. Like it, it never really made sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been like maybe eight years. Um, I, I mean, we haven't done anything. I, I wouldn't count like the Westbrook trade as like, it, you know, it's not a huge success. I wouldn't even say the Chris Paul trade was like a huge successful Mori move. It was more just CP wanted to play with Harden. Um, and so they, you know, they just kind of have to make that happen. But I don't know when the last time we've, you know, pulled off a, a huge, awesome trade was. Right, T Mac. No, come on. I mean, Harden was t- was 2012. So I mean, there's definitely right. been a couple here and there. <laughs> <laughs> t- he didn't get T Mac. T Mac was already here when when Morrie came in, because uh, T Mac was '04, I think. maury was more like '07. I guess trading away
0: Ryan Anderson was really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been, you know, definitely some good moves. And overall, he's he's still like one of the best, if not the best. Well, he's not the best, but he's definitely the, a top five GM. Um, but but like you said, like if I were any other manager, um, I would not want to trade with him. And kind of shows the past, I think, year and a half or so. I don't think he's pulled off much. But the other problem is his owner is not really willing to go into the luxury tax. So you know, trying to field a team that's gonna be a um a championship contender, it's hard to do if you're trying to make some moves at a deadline to shed um dollars. That it's it's just not gonna work. I feel like that's pretty in opposition with typically Mark Cuban and the Mavs. Like he's not scared to spend for the most part. I mean, there's definitely been some um, you know, some things like after the championship year. But um I feel like right now you guys with, with Luca and like your window is gonna be open probably for the next what like four or five years um at, at the at the very least and it's it's going to be time to take advantage really quick right
0: yeah i mean i i do want to challenge you on the the owner situation so you don't like the houston houston rockets
1: owner which i mean for no i hate him
0: yeah i get it i understand but one right. of the reasons you pointed out is um just him being too much in the weeds i mean when do you say the same thing about someone like a Mark Cuban or even someone like the Clippers owner who's there every day, like overbearing over the players. Is that what you mean by by just too into the weeds?
1: No, I, I think it's just the, the rumors that I've heard um, of him, you know, really wanting to make that Westbrook trade. And like the Westbrook trade objectively does not seem like anything that Morey would want to do. Like looking at all the analytics that he has, why would Morey ever give up I, anything to get Westbrook, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and it's, it just seems like it's something from Fertita saying like, Hey, um, Harden doesn't like Paul, you gotta make a trade for his friend, even if it's you know not a great deal for us. And it's like things like that, where it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. And uh, yeah, that that's the big thing. And then probably just the spending. So maybe when I said in the weeds, I didn't mean as much of him like poking around in everyday business, like, like bomber or, or Cuban. I see. What? Why do you think
0: the Rockets are? Why do you think the owners on the cheap side, trying to avoid yeah. luxury
1: tax and and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, and and going back just a second, I, I will say like I think Cuban and Bomber have both been kind of out of it a little bit more. Like they've, I feel like they've left things to their very capable basketball operations people. Um, the past couple years, or Bomber at least in the past year or two. Um, since they, you know, kind of shook things up and had uh, doc, you know, just being a full-time coach. And, um, and I think Cuban's kind of been, you know, less involved, um, day to day. Yeah. He's
0: definitely definitely delegated a lot more recently.
1: I mean, that's what you have to do, right? If you're a smart owner or you're a smart businessman, you got to know, like, you're not the expert at this stuff. I feel like, you know, the smartest ones figure that out. Going to why Fertitta is cheap, I have no idea. I, I don't know why. I mean, he spent over $2 billion to buy the Rockets, right? It's a very expensive purchase price. It's probably at the highest end. And now we're seeing things like TV ratings starting to drop. Um, like I, Maybe the next TV deal is going to gonna hurt, and maybe the valuation of these teams will start to like plateau a bit. Um, maybe he's getting worried about that. But luxury, task is, luxury tax is definitely an issue, especially if you're not going to have a team that's going to be competing for the title every year. So I guess...
0: Yeah, it's tough, man. That's a rant. I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 think the the goal was this of this podcast was to talk about you know the All Star game and the state of the NBA, but this is more this is more interesting to me because, you know, like you've you've been a diehard fan with the Rockets your entire life. You moved to California. You lived there for like what ten years, and the entire time you were still a huge diehard Rockets fan, and it's. Um, it's kind of ironic that now that you're back yeah. in Houston, it's yeah, it's not. It's just not a, as exciting, huh?
1: It's def. It definitely has to do with the likability of the team. Um, you know, I, I lived in LA from '06 to um, to 2017, and so, like we're saying, '06 was still the TMac years. Like there was still the you know 22 game winning streak. We had a, a little bit of rebuilding, but still some like very likable teams from '09 to 2012. Even if they you know weren't the best, but there was always like some glimmers of hope here and there. They're really hard fighters. We pulled off all these great trades, even getting Harden in the next couple of years after that. Um, yeah, there's always something to like. And then I, maybe I'm just tired of it. Maybe it's just been too long with with this team. I, I'm ready to blow it up. And I think it's uh, I, I think it's definitely something we could consider. I just don't know how it would ever get done. Like who's who's going to give us anything for Westbrook? Um, how, what kind of value could we actually get for Harden? It's it's hard to hard to say.
0: So let's talk about just like a five-step plan on how how you would fix the Houston Rockets. Maybe, I mean, your perspective is interesting because it's the likability and because they're still winning. I I don't know if they're legit contenders this year, but I would say they're still um, someone that a team doesn't want to play, right? They have a lot of veteran, um, you know, playoff experience on their team. They have James Harden who can drop 50 at anytime he wants like it's still a very hard out and there
1: are are no really good at yeah there are really good at dropping 50 points in in december and november um i i don't know how often that's going to happen in may
0: yeah that's a good point so let's say you're let's say you buy the team today is the first step uh trade your star player or is your first step change the coach
1: um i i guess it, it comes down to a couple first questions like Am I trying to, like, like what's my goal as the owner? Am I just trying to make some money and, you know, sell tickets and be competitive? Because a lot of teams are going for that, right? Like, you know, make it to the playoffs, make it through a round, maybe two, maybe get lucky and get, you know, get to the finals if you're really, really lucky. Um, but I'm kind of a, you know, championship or bus kind of thinker in, in my head um definitely so yeah definitely ship uh, or bust, man definitely chip wanna... or bust my my step number one is trading James Harden would you um, trade it, him for other players or you would you trade him for future assets it's like, really uh, tough I was I was thinking about that because like some of the um up-and-coming players that you think about now that just came into the league uh just think of like scoring guards somebody like Trey or John Morant or like De'Aaron Fox or something like they're all just drafted so sometimes you just have to get lucky and just get the guys in the draft like, we, we can't trade for any of those guys right now. We could trade for somebody who's a little bit older, probably a little bit more flawed with a little less upside potential, but still, like, mm-hmm. a very good player. I don't think that player is going to take us over the edge um, mm-hmm. four or five years down the line, right? So it kind of feels like it has to be for, like, a massive draft pick pass it, pa- package. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of like, um, I
1: guess you're not— so so can we like reunite Harden and Westbrook in OKC and just take all the picks that they got from the Clippers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's crazy because, I mean, we 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 talk about hypotheticals and like these crazy scenarios and stuff. But honestly, that NBA reality is not far off from from any of that. So I know there's still, you know, three or four four steps down that has to happen before like a james harden trade or even a westbrook trade or any of that you just never know so
1: yeah yeah i mean i can't really see any westbrook trade happening just because there's nobody's going to take him for 40 million dollars the next three years right i i don't know how it could be possible to trade both of them together in a package deal but i mean it's obviously way too much money but either way like if if harden were to go you have to get like a blue chipper of some sort um some potential and then some awesome draft pick that's, like, the at a minimum, right? Um, I think, like, the coach thing, yeah, he's he's going to have to go, too. But I wouldn't do that until after I, you know, started the whole rebuilding process with players.
0: If you were – let's say you were on the other end of the spectrum. You're a really bad franchise. You've sucked now for the last 15 years. So if I was Phoenix? Yeah, and you and you have the opportunity. And you know that this move is not going to, like, get you to the finals. But it's definitely – it's definitely going to put butts in the seats and it's definitely going to give you some wins and that's trading for both Harden and Westbrook. So let's say I was the Knicks. Yeah, let's say you're the Knicks, right? What would, what would you realistically give up for Harden Westbrook?
1: Uh, The Knicks would give up every, any and every asset that they have and any player on their roster, but I I don't (laughs) think they have anybody that's good enough for the Rockets, right? Like there's like RJ Barrett or Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson, none of those guys are like close to being good enough.
0: But I mean, you're not you're not worrying about the players, right? If you're the Rockets owner, you just want all those picks and
1: assets. Yeah, but I don't want it from them. Like, I, I would need somebody <laughs> else to give me something better. Yeah, I, I definitely would say, like, a, like as the Rockets owner, I would need something really good. As the Knicks owner, I would say, sure, I'll give you everything, but it's just it's not going to be enough as the Rockets owner. So I, I I don't know. I haven't scoured the league to figure out like where is that. That up and coming player that could be the guy. Like I, I don't know, OKC getting Shea gildas just Al- Alexander in that trade um, for Paul George is pretty mm-hmm. incredible. As like their blue chipper, and then they got what five? Draft, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. But like, even if I were, if we were to get somebody like Shea plus like a really good first, I mean that that's a really good start.
0: So uh, I want to actually want to talk, kind of hijack this and talk a little bit about SGA. So I wow, think you're just is, gonna
1: just just uh we're done with yeah. rockets huh
0: well i hey, mean can we'll you go tell me we we'll go you back tell me to about me. A, a sponsor first one of my favorite sponsors probably the best sponsor we've ever had is tasty tales in richardson texas oh your they favorite have, they have live crawfish they have awesome cajun food again this is new orleans style cooking so it's not the not the asiany um garlicky uh seafood that you're thinking of so it's like new orleans style they're really big on that they they have a bunch of tvs so they're showing all the nba games they're showing super bowl of course in a couple weeks um and everything in between and then amazingly they have drink specials and food specials every day they have lunch specials there's lunch specific menus where it's basically like 5.99 or 6.99 for an entree and a drink that's like an amazing deal nowadays and on top of that, if you mention our podcast, Six Pennies Podcast, you get 15% off right off the bat, no questions asked. So it's a win-win. All right, so SGA, I, I think, and I, we kind of talked about this last year, I believe, but he is, like, so undervalued, underrated around the league that, I don't know, like, no, I feel like nobody really knows about him. But if you look through... Game logs and just his impact on the game—it's—it's it's pretty incredible. Like he, I don't think he's ever going to have the Luca slash trade numbers, right? Just the sheer volume of usage and numbers, but his impact and his ability to defend is, in my opinion, arguably just as in- impactful as the other two guys. And I,
1: yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, I was definitely going to say his defense stands out because um, I would much, much rather have. SGA than Trey young. just, because Trey young is like the worst defender in the league. Right. I I feel that way about like Darren Fox too, because um, I mean, he's, he he can play defense as well. And like, um, and play offense. I think that's just a big advantage. Like even thinking about somebody who's exciting, like John Morant, um, you know, he's, he's exciting, but we've also seen stuff like it, like him before. Right. Like we've seen guys that are flashy that can score, but don't really, I don't know. Can't really shoot that well. Like, i mean Mm -hmm. steve francis anyone he was on the grizzlies for a minute
0: yeah he's very he's very steve franchise-esque but steve's even i mean steve francis's shot is better right uh yeah the the form is better and i'm sure the the results are better but jaw is only like 19 or
1: something yeah that's fine i just i I don't know going back like i would much rather have somebody like um like sga Yeah. He's just way more
0: versatile. Um, he could fit on any team. Whereas if you have a trait, you're right. If you have a tray or a jaw, you kind of have to build around them. And it's, that's a, to me, that's a harder way to improve your team. Like we'll see how good, you know, Atlanta is. And then we'll see how good OKC is without Chris Paul. Like, I I feel like they'll still be pretty good,
1: man. I was thinking of trying to figure out like what the best trade partner is. And I was, I don't know, thinking about OKC, um, when they when they had Serge Ibaka and they traded him for uh, Oladipo and something, yeah. um, and then they traded Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis for Paul George, and then Oladipo became like a top ten player and Sabonis now is like definitely be an All Star. I'm like, mm-hmm. like would I take Oladipo and Sabonis in a package for like a Harden? That's an awesome. Those are two awesome guys. I can't believe I, that uh, that OKC had that. Like a very. A healthy, yeah, Depot, right? Like, pretty yeah, healthy. yeah. I would have, I would have to see him play like twenty games this year or something to to know that he's like pretty healthy. Because I'm very high on Depot. so I mean, yeah, he's awesome. But he's also up for a new contract in like a year. So like, assuming he, w- you know, would would re an extension, like assuming I could get both of those guys for an extended period of time, um, that's a pretty good foundation to start with. They're both, you know, pretty young. I just want to help fix the rock. It's for you man yeah you just, sure sure you do just like you're a big rockets fan two years ago yeah i wasn't a rockets fan i was cheering for them to beat the warriors you're just the warriors hater all right let's <laughs> let's go to the more important question which is the mavs so I, I teased it or started talking about it earlier and we switched to the rockets but i think the mavs have to have to start making some pretty big steps in the next year maybe two years um two years. what do you think is what do you think is the next big target like do you think that kp is um you know, is is he the, the right guy? He's already signed for long term, I guess. But who's the, what's the right type of compliment that they need there?
0: So I think KP needs a guy that pushes him to be the number two player. Right now, it's just like, it's Luca, obviously, as number one. And then everybody knows KP is second on the pecking order. But he needs a player to, like, to really push that number two spot. So for me, and he's obviously not a trade target because he just signed a really big deal. But I've always felt like Bradley Beale would be perfect for this Ooh, team. Can shoot. Nice. Um has a mentality
1: that can close. So you want a wing player. Oh yeah. I mean twenty twenty, okay. it's all about wing players, right? I thought it would be about a you know a center that can allow KP to to roam more and to, you know, do what he's better at, which is stretching the floor.
0: Yeah, I, I think people don't realize KP is a seven 4 shooting guard. Yeah, like he's not he's he not going to be. Yeah, he's not going to be in the paint. You can't ask him to post people up like it's its just like people just need to stop. He's he's yeah, a I shooting mean, guard that's tall and can block shots.
1: So which is if, awesome. And,
0: I mean, that's yeah, thats exactly, incredible. He's big enough exactly. to. Exactly. So if, if yeah, you sure. have if you have a star in Luca with high usage and he's doing everything and you have a shooting guard that is super tall, that is a adequate shooter and block shots then you need to build around those two, you know, like those two aspects. And um, to me, it's either like a really amazing wing defender. So SGA would be amazing, <laughs> um, not, not only from a skill level, but from an age perspective, too. I think that would be perfect for career arc. But if we really, really want to, like, try to win next year, and I personally don't, but if we do want to win, um, then someone like Bradley Beal or someone like Paul George. So do you want to call him? I'm I'm high on CJ but I I don't want him on the Mavs. I I just don't yeah. think he's he's a fit.
1: Yeah, I just feel like the Mavs like with the two guys right now, I totally agree like KP is not I I don't think he's, you know, as good as a number 2 needs to be, but if he's pushed or if you have another guy that's in the same range as him. Yeah. Like if you had Luka as a 1 and then you have two like really like KP and another solid number 3, Yes. Um, you'd be good. I, I guess the question is, do you want that number three guy to be, it sounds like you want a, a swing man, which means then you need a really solid role player, big, um, who can, you know, defend and um, play, do the dirty work like, like Tyson Chandler once was for Dirk, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I mean, this guy's undersized, um, but I do want to shout out uh, Dwight Powell. So he just got hurt yeah. last night. Tore, tore his Achilles, so he's basically done. I mean, his, his yeah, game is predicated on quickness, hard work, and, and offensive rebound, things like that. But he was actually a really good um, complement to and Luca, just because of his rim-running ability. And he's just, like, so energetic on a defensive end. Um, yeah. So it's going to be a big loss for Dallas moving forward. There's been a couple rumors. There's a Danilo Gallinari rumor.
1: Yeah, and there's. I think everybody wants him, though. Like, he's so malleable, and you can just score in any position. Yeah, yeah um, and
0: then the other rumor, which, I mean, I think it's fake news, but Joakim Noah
1: out of the woodwork. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how come uh, How come you guys didn't go for Derek Favors this offseason? I feel That's like a great question. Good yeah. Yes, he probably would he have been he good. He
0: doesn't fit the Pelicans. It's weird yeah. when you watch him I play.
1: I mean, he didn't fit with Gilbert, right, and he didn't he needs to be the guy in the middle, like he needs a stretch big next to him, and he seems like he would be pretty perfect, but um, like you said, maybe Powell is just the guy, and you just have to wait a year, but it's it's hard to know, right like if you're waiting, is he gonna be out like a year or until the beginning of next season?
0: I don't know, but I mean, Achilles yeah. at that height, I mean, just think about boogie cousins. it took him basically a full season.
1: So that's that's the tough thing. Like, are you sure that Powell will ever be that guy again? And no. If you don't, I, it, okay.
0: Marty, yeah, Marty guaranteeing he won't be. Oh, okay. Um, so then you just got to make a move to get somebody else. Then already. So we're it's, we're definitely scourging. You wow. know, you know who I think would be a good fit as well as Aaron Gordon. I'm pretty high on Aaron. Sure. Yeah.
1: What do you think of Kemp? Yeah. I think he would be a nice fit next to KP. I, I think I don't know still if that's. No, I think that's probably fine. Like size-wise, inside it's it's not an issue anymore in this NBA. Um, I think Aaron Gordon is has been in you know, the wrong spot probably for his entire career already. Like trying to play the three. Yeah, um, um, to, he, he should be the big man rolling to the basket um, and just kind of being everywhere on defense. And yeah, solid. He makes a lot of yes. money though. That's that's a commitment. I
0: mean, at the end of the day, I I used to care about like salary caps and contracts and things like that. But from a fan perspective, like why do I care about that? You know, I I, from a fan perspective, I want I just want my team to be the best they can be this year. Maybe they'll be crappy and they'll be in like salary cap hell in three years, but that's in three years. Things are going to change as
1: long as as long as you are very confident in the move that's that's going to get you there for the year. Then sure, Um, I think it's when there's a bit of risk involved, and then you you just you know you see what happens. A lot of times when when teams are over the tax for a long time or they. They mortgage their futures. I, I think that's the the bigger issue. A lot of decisions True. though for the for the maps, huh? Because uh is going to have what an another year before he's eligible for an extension. I think, um, which yeah, he'll probably not, takes a, Yeah, that's a no decision, right? Yeah, everybody always takes it. So I mean, he'll have at least like four or five more years before you know there could potentially be you know unrest about maps not doing well, just like every player in the league um so it'll be interesting a lot, of, a lot of decisions yeah so I did touch on this a
0: little bit but I actually don't want the Mavs to go for it yeah I mean no, t- not yet yeah.
1: right another yeah, year t-
0: or two is it just it doesn't work out because uh it's gonna be either the Lakers or the Clippers this year I'm sorry Bucks fans but wow. it, Giannis is Giannis is great but he's just not he's not good enough to win a championship I'm sorry we'll talk um, about that in a minute right yeah. So I, th- I think it's one of the L.A. teams this year, most likely the Clippers. I want the Lakers, obviously. But that's this year. And let's say about next year. Next year, I think the Bucs would take a step forward. I think um, one or two teams are going to be better than this year, especially the Warriors with all their guys coming back. So it's almost like, why would we kind of go for it during this era? Um, we should kind of peak two years from now. That's my that's my plan. That's my goal. I want our team to just continue to improve. They're all young. KP's 24, Lucas 20. I mean they they still have so much time in front of them just just improve and and everybody talks about this in the NBA but it's it's a step by step process, right? Like one year you make the first round, the next year you make the second round, the year after that maybe the Western Conference Finals. It doesn't happen overnight. And so um, I just want to steady progression for the mess
1: Uh, I mean, I'm in total agreement. We'll see how patient they are. I guess um, this is definitely step one, first round, maybe second round already. So they might even skip a step. Um, And I think like it's definitely needs to be gradual for them because they just don't have enough pieces yet. Like to be a championship team, you're going to have to have, you know, six, seven really good pieces and and get lucky along the way. They've got maybe like, I don't know, three, maybe of those pieces. I, I don't even know who that third is, if it's Tim Hardaway or Seth Curry or whoever. So um, yeah. yeah, probably the best to kind of wait it out.
0: Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. definitely has been playing above um, what I expected, but he's paying a he's playing around his his pay grade to be honest because he gets paid so much. Yeah. Um, but I will say one thing about this year, and and I am super happy. I'm very lucky right now to be a Mavs fan because it's very fun and exciting to watch. Um, but I will say that before this year, Rick Carlisle, the my perception of him was wavering it was trending downwards it was not very good i just didn't like how he treated young guys but if you watch this year i think he's done a lot of like soul searching and he's he's changed his like perception he's changed his way of coaching he's he's playing a lot more young guys and it's allowing us to develop i mean mavs being like fifth or sixth in the west right now playing you know, guys like Dorian, Finney-Smith, 35 minutes. And that's pretty impressive, you know. And to me, that's all because of, of Rick Car- Carlisle and his system. So Man. I want to say props to Rick.
1: I mean, Carlisle is a proven winner. He is a champion, obviously. I think you can you can trust him. Um, you know who else you can trust? Tell me. Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance. He is um, one of our favorites, he's, he's probably one of the more trustworthy, best guys that we know. I mean, you see him all the time in Dallas, right? All the time, at least three, four times a week. Whoa. whoa. Um, and Yeah, and he's been one of our sponsors at, uh, at Six Days Podcast from the start, and he's always ready to give us quotes for whatever you want, home insurance, life insurance, auto insurance, um, just making sure you're prepared in case there's an emergency. Uh, give him a call or send him a text. His number is 214 214- seven two nine six four six two he'll also give you great advice even if you're not going to be going with farmers um you can check him out at facebook.com slash Derek shaw insurance and i I think he's got tons of discounts too if you have a new roof on your home um if you're a a nurse or a lawyer all sorts of professions they give um, various discounts on And um, if you tell them the six pennies podcast, I think it's going to give you an even better discount on top of all that. Once again, that's Derek Shaw at 214-729-6462. He's the Rick Carlisle of the insurance agency. (laughs) So give him a call.
0: So I was listening to our previous podcast. I apologize for not joining you and Mach, But while you guys were doing the, you know, shouting out Derek Shaw, Mach was talking about how he doesn't remember anybody's phone number now except for for D-Shaw's.
1: How many phone numbers do you remember right now, currently? Currently, um, I definitely know like my my mom, my dad, my sister Sharon, myself. So four. um, I can't say myself. Um, Probably know another four or five numbers. I I would think that I could come up with them. Actually, maybe not even four or five other numbers now. Maybe like two or three other numbers, and it would just be like kind of guessing a few of the digits at the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough. (laughs) We have yeah. um, we have like a conference call number at work that, you know, everybody has memorized over the years. And um, this year they changed it. And it's been like chaos where <laughs> nobody ever knows what number to dial. Like they always have to go back and look it up. Um, and like they're writing it like on the whiteboard or on like post-it notes. So they have the new phone number. It's really funny because nobody's used to remembering numbers. So the very
0: last thing I want to talk about is MVP. So I know we're only halfway Indeed. through, but I think that the, the top four would probably Giannis, LeBron, Luca, Harden, right? Yeah, definitely. And Giannis is going to win. It's and only- Giannis is going to win because there's really no yep. competition in the East. I mean, it, I can't hate because... It's that's, unfortunate. I mean, it's it's what LeBron kind of experienced for 10 years of his life as well. Yeah, so yeah. It is what it is. But Giannis, I know you're huge on him, but... Am I? is I mean, is, is he going to win, man? He can't
1: shoot. He uh, is he gonna win like all of it? You mean? Yes. Is he gonna be an NBA champion? I think he's definitely got a great shot at being an NBA champion. I would not um, discount him and say that he he won't. Um, I don't know that it's gonna happen this year though.
0: So in my opinion, if it doesn't happen this year, this is his best chance. And they don't like go start off really really hot next year, like thirty and five or something. I think he's going to request a trade. Uh, I, I don't.
1: Uh, I don't see why going thirty and five next year would really do anything for him if he's going to request that trade. Because I mean, his team's always. I mean, this year it's it's like that as well. I mean, he's not. He's shooting thirty two percent from three. He's he's getting up there now. There, uh, I guess it's pretty good. One 32%. one point six out of five point one. He's taking wow. Five he's threes taking threes a game. five threes. Holy crap! That's actually Dude, really this guy impressive. is he is a fantasy monster. If he's 1. almost point six shooting- threes now. He's almost shooting sixty
0: percent from the free throw line. What he's, happened? There?
1: Shooting, yeah, that's that's not good. He's shooting uh fifty five percent from the field and taking the five threes, and he's still fifty five percent from the field. That's incredible. So um, he's, yeah, free throws. Free throws are a problem though. You can't shoot sixty percent from the line. I guess unless you're Shaq, but he kind of is.
0: Free throws are a big problem. Uh, case in point, LeBron James, and also nobody wants to talk about this, but Luca, he misses a ton oh. of free throws in the fourth. And I don't think it's because of um, he's not clutch or anything, because I think he's very clutch. I think he's just, he doesn't have the stamina. He's always missing those free throws. He's going to bite him. Yeah, I, th- he- I think there's a difference between like tier one in shape, right? Like Giannis and LeBron and then the rest of the James league. Butler. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's hard to get to that level. In fact, it's basically impossible genetically to get that, to that level. But Luca he still needs to take a couple more steps.
1: You can 77% from the line. Like, is he just bad in crunch time that you've seen really bad in crunch time. And then like, I don't know. I'm a big Kirk Goldsberry fan.
0: So like, it's all about the shooting charts and stuff for me. Yeah. And he takes a bunch of step back threes. Obviously he, he makes them, but he's actually below average from the three at the top of the key.
1: Oh, wow. Well, he's also I mean, he definitely takes obviously way, way harder threes than Giannis, but his total three point percentage is barely better than his. Um, So that's that's not good. I mean, he he needs to be average overall, even though he's taking the harder shots. Right.
0: And I think, like like I said, a lot of that is originated because he's just tired, and so he settles for these stepbacks.
1: Man, calm when, down, dude. This guy's twenty years old. He's averaging what? a twenty nine nine and ten right now. <laughs> when Luca, I down. don't know have you. Have you seen his shooting chart recently? I haven't seen his shooting chart now.
0: He's he's shooting like sixty seven percent, like in the paint. It's basically him and Giannis
1: as one and wow. two. That's really good. Do you, um, If I put the over-under on MVPs for Luka at two and a half, what would you take? Under, 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 under. Under? Yeah. You don't think he'll win two? You seem so sure about it. It's
0: uh, it's, it's easy for me to be sure that someone's not going to win multiple MVPs. That happens, what, once every – I guess it's happened a lot
1: recently. It happens a lot. Steph, LeBron. Harden, Harden has one or two. honest now. Harden has one, but he probably should have had two. Two, yeah. But if he had two, then I guess Steph would only have one. So, yeah, actually, a bunch of guys only have one. Um, so, what if it was the over/under was one and a half? That's a good bet. I would, I would still say under. It's, it's hard to be the, the one, man. It's hard yeah, to be. Dur- Durant only has one. Oh, yeah, there's too many other guys in the league. Like Luca, um, Luca
0: twenty. Who's who else is going to be great for the next ten years? Is Giannis? Zion. Anthony Davis probably would get hey, one. Can we talk? Can we talk about Zion yet? Zion is one last Amazing. Thing. Did you watch? Wow.
1: Did you watch all it? the highlights? No, I wasn't watching the game. Oh my gosh! I so was. I was. I re. I, was I, re I watched like the the two minutes or so when he went nuts.
0: No. Yeah. I, I watched. I watched it live. It was a sleepy Wednesday night, and I was flipping <laughs> between NBA, ESPN, and uh, ESPN two Australian Open. Uh, yeah you know it's a slow sports night when i'm watching tennis but anyways I, what are you I, talking I, about you wake up early to watch you love tennis uh that's a good point <laughs> anyways <laughs> i was watching i was watching um the fourth
1: quarter and oh nice that two and a half minute stretch man his three is so ugly i can't believe it. it's like a shot put. it's incredible
0: like i don't think he's ever gonna go four for four ever again
1: it's it's such a storybook uh, <laughs> debut for him he's gonna be incredible right if he's i don't if he's know man obviously everyone says it i don't i don't know if he's gonna have a long career oh yeah i don't know if he's gonna have long career but um while he is in the league he's gonna be awesome right what's awesome first team nba first team all nba probably what three years from now so lebron will be out Kawhi maybe and durant yeah. maybe still there um he could be LeBron. first team all nba yeah. Kawhi would be there. Anthony Davis, Giannis. Well, Kawhi gets hurt all the time. Yes, yeah, good he point. He plays so like 60, 60 games a year. Yeah, yeah, but you're saying if if he's healthy, can he make All-NBA? I, I would, or All-NBA first. He, I, I think he definitely would have a chance. Over Joker, Joker over Kat? Well, Kat sucks, so yeah, definitely <laughs> over him. Uh, Jokic's teams are, are seems like they're going to be good for a while, so I guess he's, he's up there. Pastel Siakam is sick um he could he could move up in the next couple years too yeah i mean i guess he's zion's not a lock to be you know a top five player in the league um or top three front court player in the league in the next couple years but uh he's definitely going to be in the running and like in the conversation
0: as of today
1: as of today his comp to me is blake griffin i think blake
0: made i think blake made one uh first team all nba
1: yeah, he did. He was, like, third in MVP voting that one year.
0: Yeah, so maybe, you're right. Maybe. Maybe. But his Zion's,
1: team has to win. His team has to win. Yeah, he needs better team. So, wow, I guess he is Blake. Gets hurt and stuff, but... um, <laughs> Gets hurt and stuff. Is he, like, Sean he, Kemp? He contorts a lot, too, <laughs> and Zion? Yeah. He's, Sean Kemp got real chunky when he was on the Cavs. Yeah, he did. But is he just like Barkley? I mean, people have said that before, but... He's some mix of all those guys.
0: He is a mix. He's just way too big, man. When you watch him run he, last night...
1: He's, he looks so fat. He looks <laughs> really, really happy, really yes. I mean, he's like 285 pounds or something, right? Like, he is literally a linebacker. He
0: was, he was weighed in at 285 during the
1: combine. Imagine him now. He's at least... Oh, he's probably 30. like 300, yeah. I guess the NBA season he, is fun. Maybe we need to start watching
0: if you look at the promo videos and promo pictures of him he's so skinny and lean
1: because well, yeah, are- he's, he's been sitting around and like yeah lying and just just eating junk food for the last two months yeah. he's he's 20 <laughs> years old right or 19 i think he's 19 yeah, yeah. he's eating flaming hot cheetos and you know chicken Jack nuggets and, and stuff yeah yeah.
0: Sure. yeah spicy chicken nuggets wendy's
1: <laughs> are those the best the kids love him man
0: millennials love
1: him Oh really? I, I'm just all Chick Fil A nuggets. I, I just don't even think about Wendy's for or anywhere else for nuggets. What about Sunday? What about Sunday? I don't really think about what what to do on. So I it, I thought you were talking about the the song. What I love about Sundays. That's your favorite, right? I do love that song. <laughs> all right okay. I think we got to wrap it up, man. All right, <laughs> let's
0: wrap it up. Um, do you think the Rockets are going to finish below or above the Mavs
1: in the regular season? lower above the maps we're tied you're currently exactly i I have absolutely no perspective and no reason to choose either nor do i care okay (laughs) what are they now four and five or
0: i think they're four and five so if the rockets let's say the rockets finish like six or something that means they're a first round exit right
1: um so right now it is lakers nuggets uh are clippers third or are the jazz now up to jazz third? jazz won like 10 in a row oh so so mavs and rockets are five six. Oh, six oh you're right yeah you're five right. six so yeah would definitely be wouldn't be super um excited um about the rockets chances if they did play the jazz we'd probably win just because they they always beat the jazz but still i, I i'd be <laughs> fine with them losing at this point and somebody deciding it's time to to blow everything up
0: (laughs) A first round exit would expedite that choice for sure all right guys well thank you for joining us um we did talk a lot about nba and and other random stuff too but timmy good luck i know you have a big day coming up um i'll definitely reach out and and see how you're doing but i want to wish you and your wife the best of luck man thanks man thanks a lot So if you guys have a chance, please check out our Facebook page, the Six Pennies Podcast, our Twitter, Six Pennies Pod. We're also on Instagram. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn. If you have a chance, if you have some time, please rate us, give us five stars, and write a cool review. Thanks, guys.